0: We all know and love our local businesses, but do we really know the people behind the business? Your hosts, Eric Fix and Stephen Flitico from the Genesee County Chamber, sit down with the local business owners of our region and discuss their stories and insights on what it's like owning and operating a business in Genesee County and why. Okay, Okay, welcome back. What episode? I don't know. 13, 12, 13, I think 13. 13, Yeah, 13, season one, season one. Yes, that's right. Uh, we just decided today that season two will start in 2022. We're going to call it season two, um, behind the business, Genesee County, New York. Uh, we are highlighting local business people and local businesses in Genesee County. And today we got a great local business owner with us. We have Mike Hodgins from Hodgins printing. How you doing, Mike?
1: Good. Thanks for having me, Stephen.
0: Hey, no problem. Um, you know, we have a, a short list of people that we want on this and, and you were, on the the short list. So we're happy to have you.
1: Well, great. I'm honored then.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Mike runs, I mean, it's pretty obvious, a a printing business, but they do a lot of different things over in the Harvester Center in Batavia. Um, How long have you been in that location?
1: We've been in the Harvester Center since uh, 1989, I believe. Uh, And I think we're the longest running incumbent. Tenant at the industrial center, as it used to be called, which then became Mancuso Business Development, which is now the Harvester Center. There you
0: go. You need like a sign. You could print a sign and say, longest Long tenant. Longest tenant.
1: Uh, yes. In this.
0: There you go. Um, and they're located literally right when you walk in the door at, at Harvester, when you go inside at 56 Harvester. Um, so let's let's touch on how the business got started, um, you know, your family and, and the start of Hodgins sure. Printing. I mean,
1: you know, John Hodgins was a fairly well-renowned local artist, uh, and he started as a young man in 1957 uh, in of New York, which is where uh, they lived at the time. Um, and John was, you know, a guy that dropped out of college, didn't really have a lot of education, needed a job. He had little kids to feed, and um, a friend of his was in the printing business and said, hey, why don't you try this because they need people at the Courier Express in Buffalo to work nights. He said, go down to the Union Hall and take the test. And my dad said, well, I don't know anything about printing. He said, well, go pick up the test and bring it back, and I'll fill it in for you. I mean, this is a true story. So John went down, he got the test, he went over to his friend's house, he filled it in, took it back, and they said, oh, great, you're hired. So he showed up like the first night and not knowing anything about it, and he just basically... You know, kind of worked his way through it. Fake it till you make it. Yeah. Fake it till you make it. I call it trial by fire. You know, that was in the mid-50s. And um, so he started working and, uh, you know, my dad was always like an entrepreneur kind of looking for the next opportunity and stuff. And a friend of his said, hey, there's this um, used printing equipment for sale, like in a classified ad or something or some old printer that had gone out of business. And so my dad bought this printing equipment and put it in his barn in Basem and started doing job printing. Um, And then the union caught wind of this. That you know, this is in the fifties when the printing union was a big deal. And It's actually you know, a competition, probably for. There was they just were, some strong yeah. arm going on sure. and stuff, yeah. and and they caught wind of this and they called them in and said, "You're doing work. You're doing non-union work, and you're a union member." And they said they were going to bring him down to the union hall and put him on trial. And he said, "Oh, that's okay. I quit." So he left. And, you know, again, this is a guy that had like six, six mouths to feed or, well, five at the time, because I wasn't born, and he had five mouths to feed and he just quit and said, all right, I'll figure it out. And off he went. I mean, and that was, that was the beginning of it. So pretty brave guy. And, you know, I think it's kind of a, kind of a little bit of a Horatio Alger story and um, he never looked back. So you're the youngest. Yes. Yeah.
0: Okay. Um, And, you know, what was your introduction into the business?
1: Well, like, like anybody back then, I mean, we had six kids and my mom ran the office and there was no such thing as daycare or preschool then. So we went to the print shop till we were old enough to go to kindergarten and then went to kindergarten. So uh, that's what we did. I mean, we hung around the print shop, you know. Sitting on in a crib on the desk, and my, my mother's running the running the shop and running the office. So that was the introduction, not just for me, but for all of us. I mean, because that's what you did.
0: So you've been around it you've
1: literally yeah, your around entire around life. life basically. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah.
0: Now, when did you get into the ownership of it?
1: Well, um, so just Batavia High School graduate. Um, and then I went in, which actually at the time was the RIT School of Printing Management. Uh, which in the seventies was the world-renowned center of printing management, technology, education. So I went to RIT, uh, got a bachelor's degree, and joined the company thereafter in 1981. And it was funny because my dad at that time he was always a pretty restless type of guy. He was always he's always wanted to do the next thing, and he just couldn't wait to retire. Um, and so he he basically he quit as soon as he could. Like he, he likes, you know, Mike, I'm out of here, go figure it out yourself. So, um, you know, I started, I think I officially formally came into ownership role in probably 86 or 87. And he had off on his, off on his way doing painting and painting workshops at that point in time. And my mother wanted to still work. So it's a, it was a unique experience. I actually worked with my mother for about 20 years after my dad left the business. Um but you know the way he was he just was on to the next thing and he was an artist and he always wanted to be a sign painter so less than a year after leaving the printing business he got bored and he started John Studio our sign company you know and so he ran that for a few years and he liked to start business he was a he was an ideas guy but he just didn't like the he didn't like the messiness of you know having to, to deal with employees and you know, customers and vendors, and you know all that nonsense type of stuff. It so he true artist. Yeah, he was. He's an artist. He was. That's what I'm thinking. Well, yeah. He was an entrepreneur. I mean, and, sure. and he loved this. He loved the ideas in this startup. He just didn't want to run it. You know. So then he ran John's studio for years after that, and then he was like, Mike, I'm bored. I don't want to do this anymore. Can we move the printing business in with a sign business? Um, I was like, Yeah, sure we can. So. Basically, John's studio became part of Hodgen's printing, which is interesting because at the time, um, this is going back probably 20, 25 years ago now, th- the printing and sign in- industries were very um, divergent. I mean, you were either a printing company or you were a sign company. Yeah, The two did not – I mean, there was no synergy and no, like um, – you know, kind of complementariness of the two businesses. And at that time, we started saying, oh, we're a printing company and we have a sign shop or we're a sign company and have a printing business. So people, Depending on which
2: number they call it. Like, people who like,
1: work. Uh, what? <laughs> right. P- you, you, how can you do that? We're like, well, because we do both. Yeah. And it's and it's, it's very interesting that nowadays, you know, fast forward 25 years I was going to say, that's staples, commonplace. UPS, yeah. UPS. FedEx, yeah. I mean the sign and printing businesses have, have absolutely merged in, you know, they one convergent industry, but which is mostly based on technology because the technology has changed so much that the digital um, environment says that you can do all of this stuff and then how you basically do a finished product or output it is depending on you know printing technology so it, it was again you know my dad was a true like he could see he saw around that corner 25 years ago you know so i mean it's 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 kind of neat that you know here's a guy that really didn't even
2: have a college education and he was he was on top of it like he uh-huh. saw the next thing. Well, and when you think back, I mean, I remember seeing your dad in storefront windows painting, yeah. hand painting signs, yeah. Yeah. you know, Burger King, those types of places. Yeah. And now you go to these places and it's all yeah. pre-printed signage yeah. that's it, just completely gone away. It's all digital. And it's been replaced yeah. with digital.
1: Well, and, and, you know, like he he also, after, so he, you know, did the sign business, got bored with that, didn't want to do that anymore. And so then he started, like Eric said, he started going around. and He was doing windows downtown. He was doing like uh, car windows at Ken Barrett and, you know, different places. And he was doing that. And then he came up with this other idea because he was doing paper signs, like grocery signs and windows and this and that. And he was always a guy that said, look, if you can make a product, you got to figure out how to sell it outside your local area. So he started this little website called papersigns.com. And this is, you know, this is 20 years ago, 15, 20 years ago when e-commerce just, just started. Starting. It, just started. Yeah. Uh-huh. So he started this website called papersigns.com and he had a picture of himself and it, that site is, still exists today, uh, papersigns.com and a picture John on it. And- you would literally print off an order form, fax it in mm-hmm. with your credit card information, and in his basement he would hand paint a paper sign and UPS the same day. You know, it's kind of like uh, Etsy. And he, was doing, you know, it's like uh, he was doing it. Yeah. So he did that for many years. Yeah. And he got bored with that, and he comes in the shop one day. He's like, Mike, I don't want to do this anymore. Do, do you want this domain? So we're like yeah we'll take the domain. So we took the domain and you know we converted it, you know, I tried hand painting a few signs myself. <laughs> that didn't work out too good. So we converted it to digital technology mm-hmm. and that site still runs and we get orders not every single day, but we could order every month off of papersigns.com, which was another thing that John started that people really don't know about. And we don't, you know, we ha- we don't make a massive marketing push, but it's out there. And we could order us from a pharmacy in New Jersey or a grocery store in Maine or this and that. Or and we found it on Google. And, and we, we print them out and we send them out. So, you know, yet another, like... Yeah, idea of that forward th- thinking. Still Yeah, yeah. yeah. still factoring
2: yeah. this, this. Yeah, things <laughs> automated the site
1: <laughs> And you know, it was always interesting because he would walk every day, and you know, here is a guy that didn't. He didn't need to work. He didn't need money. And I'm at, you know, I'm at the print shop. I'm sweating and working and trying to figure out how to pay the bills. And he'd walk in the shop and he'd say, Mike. He says, I I made ninety seven dollars today. And he'd say, say, "And I picked up four pop bottles out of the way over too." You know, I'd be be like, "Thanks, Dad." So, yeah, I mean, you know, it's a great. I think it's a great story, and uh, you know, I think just what we're doing today is like still a great legacy to him, and uh, yeah. So it's it's really part of our part of our history, and and also it's part of the local fabric as well. Yeah.
0: Well, let's expand a little bit on that. What are like some some things you do today that you might have not done when your dad was there
1: um well the the biggest difference is, and it's funny because many of the products are the same. it's just it's just the the method of production has changed a lot you know obviously the the drive from analog to digital in all graphic processes is is pretty strong, but we you know so we still do you know traditional printing but we do a lot of digital as well so it's it's complementary in terms of production but the the product mix hasn't changed that much it's how we do it like you know for example a banner 20 years ago a banner was maybe it was painted by hand maybe it was cut vinyl letters that were stuck on well today we have a, a five or six foot roll of vinyl that we actually directly print on and finish it um you know a brochure that is full color used to be we it would be with film and plates and color separations and offset printing. Well, today it's all digital front end and then a, a digital a digital press basically. So, um, it, yeah, I mean the, the the product mix has not changed that much. Surprisingly, it's production methods which are more efficient, you know, uh, less expensive, faster, faster. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean more Zero editable, sure, yeah. more mm-hmm. editable. I mean, so it's it's really kind of the whole the the process that's changed more than the product, but there are some like neat things like some of the wide format digital graphics and things that we're capable of doing. Those were things that just didn't exist 20 years ago um, just because uh, technology has moved on so much.
0: Yeah. And you got a graphic designer over there, obviously, right? Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. 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 A lot of people that work, come in and work with us. Now Teresa is a, you know, very seasoned expert graphic designer and, you know, very talented. So, um, you know, we could we take things from concept through finished product. and but a lot of people now have some type of uh, technology platform in their like work environment where they're right. able to do some creation. Right. but they always need like some enhancement and some kind of sprucing up and you know, just a little bit better eye on things to get it to the to the finish line. So yeah, that's what kind of what we recommend. Yeah, big enough files is a huge deal. yeah, yeah. But, I mean, also in the the sign businesses, has changed a lot in terms of, like, digital production. And um we've also expanded our scope of just the types of projects that we're capable of doing, willing to take on and, you know, engineer and be a general contractor for and things. Like, for example, the I Love New York. I was just going to say that. The Chamber. Yeah. Like, that's a little bit outside the wheelhouse of a traditional, traditional, quote, sign company. Yeah. But it's certainly something that we're fully capable of 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 managing and
0: so if anybody wants to see Hadjian's work um just try by the chamber office um you know, most people who, who might not know, right next to the Quality Inn, when you're cutting through to go to Target, like everybody in everybody Batavia knows, does, does. Um, it's that NY sign right there. We got it done about two years ago now. Going on
2: three. It's yeah, still yeah. straight, too. It's still level. Yes, everything's <laughs> still perfect.
0: Still yes. Yeah. Yep. Um, and Mike helped us out with that and did the printing, specifically for the letters, right? And then you helped with the design.
1: Yeah, we did, yeah. The, we, we did the whole we, – we were basically a general contractor on the project. I mean, we, we designed and inspect that. A uh, precast concrete base. Yep. Um, and we had a eight by eight, two inch thick piece of acrylic manufactured. It actually had to be manufactured in Colorado and shipped out here. um And then the lettering was was um, cut um, cut acrylic and you know manufactured and and um, assembled there. So yeah, so I mean those types of thing where where we could certainly manage that project and put all the components together. And, yeah. I
0: remember you guys delivering the acrylic with the big, uh, yeah, the lift and everything. Getting it. In. Well, the concrete yeah. base. I got pictures somewhere. The concrete
1: base with the crane was pretty impressive too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> And And like we did the, we did the when you moved into that. We did the signage on the building and in the front lawn and stuff. So you yeah. know, kind of a general, general look yeah. at stuff.
0: Yeah, I mean, more or less what I figured out about you guys is if you got an idea about some kind of signage printing yep. anything, I mean, yep. reach out to Hodgins to be able to we'll figure, figure it out. something out. Yeah. yeah. Um, I mean, I use you guys a lot. Me and Teresa email a lot. So, yeah, um, but yeah, okay. So you ready for your uh, yeah, your, your moment sure, of fame here? Yeah. Yeah. your fifteen seconds. Have to talk. Yes, exactly. Excellent. Thank yep.
2: you so much. <laughs> so we end every podcast with a final four quick, quick hitting questions. Don't think too much, which you know, will make work. Um, but it's just four. I'll fire them off to you. You tell me the answer, and we'll move on. So, what was your first car? Dodge Omni. Dodge guy. I like that.
1: What year? 1981, because I graduated from college and bought a car. Brand new? Or uh, the, the new? Rule, no, it was brand new because the rule in our family was you couldn't own a car until t- you graduated from college. Otherwise, you had to pay every cent of your own
2: college. <laughs> I don't think I've ever seen you in a car in my life. You've always had a van or something like Dodge that. Dodge kind of, That's great. Um, favorite vacation spot?
1: Um, it would have to be Wales Saying,
2: gotta wow. go Got to go to Wales, yeah. you want know, so to know a story? Go ahead. One time, I paid for a trip to Wales. Oh, yo, yo, you told me this yeah, already. Uh, yeah, it didn't yeah. go. Yeah, yeah what well, happened?
0: Oh, yeah, you got guilt and understand. Yeah,
2: yeah, we won't cover story. specifics won't, yeah. on that. Yeah, I do have a nice uh, eighteen hundred dollar rugby jersey from that's what kid bag never got to never got to work. <laughs> um, let's see what else. Uh, last book you read? Last book I read was um, Legacy by James Kerr. Read it.
0: Yeah. Man, is that a rugby book or something?
1: It's a it's a it's really a, it's a personal, personal development yeah. book, but it's told through the lens of the the culture, the New Zealand All Blacks. So it's got a rugby connection, but it's really a, a personal development slash business leadership book.
2: Okay, awesome read. See, I, 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 I know Hans goes to sleep with that book, by the way, every okay. night. All right, right. He talks about it all the yeah.
0: time. see, I know this because I know these guys, but they're big rugby guys and and Eric and Mike. Mike, you coach, right?
1: Yeah. Yeah. University of Buffalo. And it's yeah. interesting. I also I teach part time at UB and Legacy is one of the required reads in my class. Oh, there you I, go. The kids love it. They can yeah. you know, they they dread having it as a required read. Yeah. They get
2: into it and they can't put it down. Did up. they
0: make a movie about that? Is that that one with no. Matt Damon or that's, no, a, different that's one? a different one? That's yeah, that, yeah,
2: yeah. That's different. Okay. A different one. No, I just uh, want to be the movie type book, but yeah. Okay. It's like I I've read it twice, actually I listened to it on, yeah. on tape the second time. It's but, great. Yeah. And then last one, if you could have a superpower besides being a a fullback. The Hulk. What would it be? Um, If I could have a superpower,
1: it would um, be to um, be back playing rugby with Eric Fix again. There you you go. go.
2: (laughs) Took a lot of power to do that. (laughs) Took a lot of power. We had to roll the clock back. It doesn't matter who talked more on the pitch when we played. We were not... Referees did not care for working games with the two of us. I'll just leave it at that. <laughs> well, Eric, you played a couple
0: years ago, right? You were just telling me that the I other day? the
2: last time I played might have been three or four years ago. Yeah. I, I played ago. in April of 2021. Yeah. Oh, did you? But yeah. Tell yeah. the story. It's good great, great well, story. Well, I just
1: went out and played for 20 minutes. with. Yeah, the but what did team. it mean? Huh? What did it mean? Oh, it meant I played in my 60s. So, I played in my teens, my 20s, my 30s, my 40s, my 50s, and my 60s. I played rugby in six decades so there far. There you go. We gotta make no, it, got to make a seven. Eight years. Yeah. years. <laughs> <laughs> got yeah. yeah.
0: And now that's what, the Genesee something, yeah, the
1: right?
2: Genesee Rugby Club. Okay, yeah. 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 So,
1: I played 20 minutes and I hurt for 20 days. Man. So, it's going to be a while
2: before I play again. That's what happened to me. It's the same <laughs> thing. There you go. I played a game and. Took me three weeks. That's right. Couldn't yeah. look. If traffic was coming from the left, I was going to die. Couldn't turn to look.
0: Yeah. Oh, cool. All right. Well, I mean, that's all we got for you, Mike. If you got, um, you want to give a pitch for Hodgins here, you know, hours, uh,
1: stuff like that. Um, sure. I will. Uh, I appreciate that, Stephen. Uh, we're open 8 to 430, Monday through Friday. You can find us at any time on johnstudio.com. You know, there's a form there you can send work in. You can upload files to us and stuff like that. But um, that's the main way to find us. We're at 56 Harvester Avenue, first
2: floor, front door, right inside the front. So yeah, stop in. Can't that's, miss it. That's John's Studios with two S's. Yes. So I made that mistake S's multiple times. Does that. Yes. John's oh, okay.
0: Oh, I got you, John. Ah, okay. I had to think about it. And, you know, I'm going to give a pitch for you, too. They do great work, um, you know. I know it's it's easy to order stuff online, but you got a local business right here that's doing it and you got people to talk to and people to walk you through it. So um, I can't recommend Hodgins enough.
1: Good. Thank you. Appreciate All right.
0: it. No problem. All right. Thanks for coming in, Mike. Yep. Thanks for listening. This podcast is brought to you as a public service from the Genesee County Chamber of Commerce. For more episodes, listen and subscribe on any of your favorite podcast apps, including Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, Pandora, and many
2: more. See you next time. Next time. Next time.